The Winnipeg Jets continue to steam towards the regular season, and while the preseason has been occasionally rocky, overall, I think the Jets might have something real interesting cooking up. We'll dive into their last game against the Calgary Flames and some major roster moves all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, like I said, a couple of major topics to talk about. Uh, Apologies for yesterday's episode not going up. I had recorded most of it and then found out. um, (laughs) Unfortunately, we had a bit of a recording error. Part of the episode was muted, so I had a lot of commentary that didn't get captured. So rather than try and you know stitch something together i thought we would just start with a fresh take and talk about winnipeg versus calgary and some major roster moves and in between there's actually been some practice skate updates ahead of the thursday preseason game so it's a perfect opportunity to dive into some really interesting developments because the last game against the flames right that one maybe didn't go so well i think you saw a couple of major things emerge we talked about it earlier this week in that that game you know the jets at times looked like they were a little overmatched and it's not super surprising calgary dressed a pretty decent starting lineup while the jets honestly were flagging a little bit without shifley and ehlers um this was a group that was maybe a little bit more depth oriented. I wouldn't say it was like super far off from what the Jets will be putting out here in a couple of weeks, but it maybe wasn't the full starting uh, roster that you'd expect, right? You had more depth players elevated by at least one line. So, you know, I'll cut them a little bit of slack, but I think the biggest thing that we took away from this game is that the Jets defense desperately needs a makeover. Uh, I think what we saw in this game was that the blue line just really lacked foot speed. And, you know, the the best pairing on the night was actually Heinola and Stanley. And while Logan defensively struggled, I think the main thing that you saw was that Heinola did so much offensively that it kind of offset any of the pairings issues. Um, Billy, I think, has rounded his game out defensively. He'll still have moments where he loses physical battles and maybe doesn't go as aggressively into the corners. But overall, right, compared to where he was, you know, a couple of years ago, Heinola looks like he's really NHL ready. And I think this preseason has really continued and hammered home that theme to the point where, you know what? It seems like the Jets might actually agree. He's in tomorrow's uh, current lineup for the game against the Suns. And I think that is, well, quite honestly, a great development. I think Winnipeg um, has long been waiting for him to show maybe a little bit more consistency in his game. He's a very exciting player, somebody that I'm personally Uh, very high on. You've heard me talk about Billy over the years as a guy who I thought could one day become maybe an elite 
blue liner for the Jets. I think that has kind of tailed off because he's sort of at the age where at this point you probably would have wanted him to be an established NHL starter if he was to really hit his ceiling. But as it is, I think he's just going to be really good and really exciting. And so far, he's also being practiced with the power play unit, uh, with Ehlers and a few others. So all signs are pointing to the fact that Billy might have actually made the team, which is pretty darn good, right? I think if you're the Jets and you're excited about this stuff, um, this is a change that you've needed to make. Because as much as we like a lot of the veteran defenders, I think we can all admit that maybe they've not performed as well as you'd like, especially for guys who are really, ex you know, experienced and all of that stuff. So, you know, the, I, I know Bones earlier said that um, vets hadn't played themselves out of roles, but if we're looking at how this Jets team is uh, oriented and how they've performed in the preseason, can you really ask, can you really tell yourself that the vets have outperformed the kids? In my mind, I think a lot of the kids have actually done better jobs and quite honestly deserve a shot to secure NHL roles. And what better time to do it than in a season where the Jets are kind of at a transition point? This is a huge year. Uh, Winnipeg is really kind of cashing in some serious chips and hoping that they land in a cup. And I don't know if that's going to work, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Winnipeg is going to do what Winnipeg always does and probably skate that fine margin of being competitive while also admitting that the long-term picture might not be great, but whether they can kind of keep it all together, I don't know. But so far, you know, I'm hopeful for the season. That's what I'll say is I'm hopeful for the season. The Jets have more scoring talent. They're a deeper team. This is probably one of the deepest forward groups we've seen in years. Um, and, and look, it might not be as good as the 2017-2018 team, but I'll tell you what, at least forward-wise, this squad should be able to compete with some of the big boys and actually play sustainably well. So I'm looking forward to that. In terms of the rest of the game against the Flames, some of the other stuff that I took away was that, you know, the Jets defensively struggle when they have a lead. That's still a thing. Uh, I, I think Hellebuck had a few opportunities where he probably wasn't expecting some rough turnovers, maybe some bad changes. But, I mean, it's it's preseason, right? You sort of expect that, that kind of stuff. And Winnipeg... Um, it was unfortunate that, that they blew that they blew like a three nothing or a three one lead. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to get too upset about it again because it's the preseason. But that is something that they'll probably talk about. Something that they'll want to avoid when they're actually playing for real standings points. Uh, as far as the veterans are concerned, I mean, it's nice to see that Perfetti continues to do well as a center. I think that was one big question coming into the season. You know, where will Perfetti play and how will he handle the center duties? And so far, he's been great. I think he's done exactly what I expected him to, which is make good passes, be a creative playmaker, and an, an influential player on the ice. And you know what? Somebody who's got some serious defensive acumen. So as a center, I think it it hides some of his uh, lack of high-end foot speed, but allows him to use the ice in a more expansive way. And that is pretty much the most important part, because for Perfetti, it's never been his speed that defines his game. He's got a great shot, but more importantly, he has like a supernatural spatial awareness, excellent awareness of his teammates, and phenomenal passing. So a lot to like in this game. I think he's, um, you know, a, a budding superstar, and I'm very excited to see where he goes from here. But, you know, as it is so far, you know, during preseason, I think all of our concerns about him have more or less been put to bed. This has really been the preseason of the kids, and I think that, for me, is the central takeaway. I'm really happy about it because I think it's about dang time that, when the Jets talk about draft and develop, that they actually develop 
who they draft. I think that's the most important part. Else, you know, uh, uh, you know, what else? What else are you doing this for, right? Why are you even drafting players if you're not giving them a chance to earn an NHL spot? So this is a great development. I think you should be excited about it. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on how you feel for some of the preseason performances. Who has stood out to you? Who are you not impressed with? Drop your thoughts in comments below uh, or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Now, amidst all of this, of course, over the last few days, the Jets have made some roster moves and we'll talk about uh, which ones are, are notable and which ones are maybe not as important. But, you know, before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When it comes to job hunting, uh, a lot of you out there have probably gone through all sorts of websites, right? You've, you've used plenty of hiring sites. Maybe you're even an employer looking for fresh employees to join your new team. You want to draft a fantasy team of Rockstar employees and Indeed is here to help. They are the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. They help you find candidates for the right skills who can help you, uh, you know, be the best fantasy team and win the championship of your business. And of course, you know, I, I know that a lot of you don't have a lot of time. You don't have much, much time to waste when it comes to interviewing and seeking out the top talent and indeed helps match over 80% of indeed employers with great quality candidates. That's a lot better than so many other places and indeed wants to make it super convenient. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must have job requirements. All you have to do is visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. That's indeed.com slash locked on indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing is not available for everyone need to hire you need indeed hello friends and welcome back to this episode of locked on winnipeg jets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Every day, thank you so much for uh, rejoining us in tonight's episode as we talk about some of the recent roster moves and discuss Winnipeg's preseason performance. And so far, like I said, a bit of a mixed bag preseason-wise, but not anything that I'm particularly concerned about other than maybe the Jets' defense being a little bit of a uh, a bit of a sore spot with a couple of the veterans, uh, more specifically D Dylan and Pionk. I'm not going to pile on them. I, I think you all kind of have seen me talk about it on Twitter if you follow me there, but Long and short of it is those guys have really struggled and the kids have kind of outperformed them, if we're being honest. Now, amidst all of this, the Jets have also made some roster moves that I think are going to give us a little more insight into who they see as uh, real contenders for their lineup this year. They sent down earlier this week uh, Ashton Sautner, Brad Lambert, Jeff Malott, and Dominic Toninato. Now, Lambert, I know getting sent down is probably going to be, a, oh, for so many Jets fans, but it is what it is. I think we kind of saw the same thing that we've seen with him in previous camps where he shows really bright flashes. And when he's played alongside skill, you know, there's something there that tells you he's got a bright future. But in terms of putting it all together, he's still working on that. I think in terms of his preseason performances, he had a couple of really nice shifts where he would generate some dangerous chances, maybe have some good scoring opportunities off the rush, maybe even set up a line mate in a dangerous area. But other times his off the puck defensive work, maybe could use a little bit more pressure. Um, and there were some, some chances where maybe he, could have used a passing option, but opted to try and take the shot himself. And unfortunately, it ended up in a lower danger chance. But look, right, he's still like, what, 20, something like that. Still a developing young prospect, maybe even a little bit younger than 20. Uh, but all, all that said, I think he's a young kid. He's got a lot of talent. 
you know, he's he still has all of the raw tools that at one point made him a top three projected pick, right? He didn't get drafted there, but I can tell you the stuff that made him a superstar talent back then, some of that is still there. And you can see it in, in moments of brilliance where he's able to individually create some magical, magical offense. I can't wait for him to really start to put it together. And I think spending a year down with the Moose after uh, rebuilding his confidence with the Thunderbirds should hopefully pay dividends. I'm excited for him. I think he's got a really bright future. And while he may have some of, some of the bigger boomer bust potential for the Jets, maybe even more risky with the bust kind of stuff, I still irrationally think he's going to be a great player for the Jets. Dominic Toninato, I've seen some praise for having had a reasonably decent preseason by, you know, uh, standards of, of what you'd expect of a depth player. You know, he, he scored a goal or two, had some decent passes, did, you know, the, the shorthanded work on some PKs, all the stuff that you'd ask of a veteran, you know, two-way bottom six player. I think with Toninato, right, he has some chip to his game. He's got some 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 sandpaper, but when it comes to what Winnipeg has in, you know, uh, in this these these forward ranks, I think we can tell Toninato's more of a call-up option than he is somebody that I would say gets gets into the lineup regularly. Gustafson and and Parker Ford have really earned uh, the right to a 13th forward spot. And that battle has been really difficult to decide between. I I think for the Jets, they're leaning towards Ford right now, but it's really hard to tell. You know, in my mind, I I still think the Jets could have just played both and honestly made Appleton the 13th forward. But I understand that because he's thought of as a PKer and he's used in that role a lot and has had some success there in previous years, the Jets will probably not want to sideline Mason. Also, he's a little bit expensive, and I think the Jets probably want to uh, to try and get as much value out of him as they can. So Gus uh, or Parker Ford, whoever ends up getting benched, hopefully they can get some ice time routinely with some, some rotation or whatever. Hopefully not injuries. We don't like injuries, but uh, maybe just a rest night for a couple of players here and there. Give some of these players in the, the press box a chance to step up and, you know, maybe get some ice time. I, I think it'd be great. Um, aside from that, you know, the Jets also waived uh, Jeffrey Veal. I, I thought Veal was okay at times. He didn't really do a lot where I was uh, super impressed and thought he'd make the Jets lineup. I thought he was just capable, had a couple of chippy moments you know, occasionally got into the four checking areas and, and caused some chaos. But other than that, you know, I think you would have a really tough sled to uh, a tough road to try and try and get into this Jets lineup, especially with what we've seen with Gus Ford and some of the other young players. Those guys probably earn roster spots, I think, with uh, VL. Um, he looks like a really solid middle sixer for um some team that's maybe willing to give him a chance. I think he could do the job maybe as like a fourth line grinder, uh, maybe even a top six option with the moose. If he does clear waivers, but in terms of the jets, probably not an impact player. Uh, same with Malat. I thought Malat maybe had even less of an impact. I didn't really notice Jeff. I think, you know, when he was placed in prime positions alongside top talent, you know, Jeff, did what he tried to do and, and tried to create some chances and stuff, but overall wasn't really noticeable. So, uh, you know, if his if his skill level is just that of a really elite AHLer, I think that's totally fine. If he is a guy who can really lead the moose and help, you know, foster the the development and success of the organization, 
I really feel like that's a win. You know, I, I don't need him to be somebody who's like an elite NHLer. I think it'd be great on the personal level, you know, for, for him to um, graduate to a full-time spot one day and actually, you know, take those reins. But if he doesn't, and he's just a guy who hangs out with the moose and does really well there, I'm totally cool with that. I think that's great. I think it'd be nice if the Moose uh, were successful. I mean, certainly we've watched Manitoba get close to some good playoff runs, but hasn't always come together. So it'd be nice if they can uh, finally pull together a deep run and actually score some goals. Uh, We all know how that went in previous playoff runs. But as it is right now, I think the Jets are, are certainly getting close to their final roster. I think we're seeing more and more projected lineups that look like what you'd expect on opening night. All we can hope for is that the kids have done enough to stake their claims to spots, because if the Jets truly think themselves to be a meritocracy, you've got to start letting them earn the spots over veterans. So a lot to consider. But speaking of veterans and earning spots, I do want to talk briefly about the cap situation with the blue line, because uh, the cap actually was announced earlier today to be going up, I think, to around 87 or 88 million in the coming seasons. And while that does sound like a lot of extra room, you know, when you really think about it and how RFA negotiations have been going recently, not as much space as you think it is. And the Jets in particular have a pretty bad allocation when it comes to the total cap allotment and how much is spent on the defense. We'll dive into how that can be rectified in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And for a lot of you who have been you know, following up on the NFL season this year, you probably know that Week in and week out, fantasy has been pretty brutal. Maybe sports betting has not exactly been super kind to you. That's why FanDuel's offer is great, especially for new customers, because you know whether you, you see the team that you bet on win or lose, you're guaranteed bonus bets, and we all love a little bit of extra spending money to splash on some other stuff. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is super easy to use and secure, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So go to vanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you so much for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we close out with some thoughts on Winnipeg's roster allocation and more specifically how the cap is divvied up. In the modern NHL, I think there's recently been a push more towards goal scoring, right? I think that's a really critical thing. If you're going to spend money, you don't want to spend it on goaltending, and you really don't want to spend it on... um, players who aren't bringing enough value relative to what they're being paid. And that's where the Jets have had an efficiency issue uh, for the defense, right? That's been a real sore spot. I think the blue line, when you think about it, you know, from a, from afar, you might not realize that when you look at Pionk, Dylan and, and Schmidt, they account for about $16 million in cap hits. And uh, a couple of those guys have like another year or so on their contracts, 16 million. Okay. Doesn't sound so bad. Cap is 81 and a half million. What's the problem? Well, if you do the math, that is about 20% of the cap space on three defenders who at times throughout the season have either been slightly below average or in some cases 
below replacement level if you're looking at maybe their defensive impacts. Mostly on, on Pionk's side more than anything. Neil kind of tries to supplement it with offense, but I think we know that that, that trade half, that trade-off has not exactly been in Neil's favor. With Dylan, he's kind of gotten, unfortunately, uh, the, the tough task of, of trying to help Pionk out, and it hasn't really worked out because while Dylan does bring a pretty steady defensive impact, offensively he just doesn't do enough uh, and really bring a lot of puck-moving ability. Schmidt, I think for me, was maybe the biggest disappointment just because I really thought he'd come in here, earn a long-time role, and actually be pretty decent. When he got traded for, I thought it'd work out a lot better than it has. Schmidt's kind of been a non-factor in a lot of games, and it's a shame because like personality-wise, everyone loves him. He's the kind of guy that you can easily root for. I think he's got this all shucks but real fun-loving attitude. He seems to treat you know everyone with a lot of respect, and you wished it just worked out better on the ice. But so far, if anything we're seeing in practices to uh, is to be taken note of, Heinle appears to have moved into his spot. So, yeah, I mean it's it's tough, right? And when you think about the cap hits that they're carrying, the biggest challenge for the Jets is that. They have to navigate around that, not only for roster spots for young players like Jezom and Heinola and Sandberg, but also how much flex- flexibility they'll have when it comes to the trade deadline. Winnipeg kind of needs to make this year the year if they're going to go all in, especially if either Hellebuck or Shifley walks. It does not matter you know, which one of them goes or if both go, but no matter what, if, if one of them is departing at the end of the year, you've got to make this the season that you go all in because... I can guarantee you it's going to be really hard to replace either of them. And if Winnipeg is loading up for one more run, you've got to have cap space. There's no other way around it. The Jets need that extra breathing room to try and bring in a really big rental or something, or maybe even trade for a player, um, a young talent that, you know, if they make some swaps and swap the right assets and maybe bring in a roster player who's young and still in progress, but has the potential to grow into a really good player down the road, you're going to need cap space to extend them too. And let's not forget, you know, Gabe Velarde has only signed a short-term bridge. He's going to have to be extended if he wants to stay. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the roster over the years who are expiring and will probably need a raise. So having $16 million in cap hits in three defenders who haven't really done enough to live up to the billing, it's 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 pricey and it puts the Jets in a tough spot. And I don't really want to think of it that way because I feel like it's a little too transactional. But at the end of the day, hockey is still kind of a business. And I think that's where the Jets really need to smarten up. They already have to open up roster spots for their young players. They also need to give themselves actual breathing room so they can make some deals. With you know, with with added cap space and stuff, they will be able to reallocate that towards goal scoring ability. And really, that's where the money is. You want to spend on elite finishing. You want to add offense. You don't want to have all of your money tied up into areas that, while helpful, don't add enough to your uh, goal output. So. A lot to consider. Um, I know I just said all of this, but I still think at the end of the day, selfishly, I want Hellebuck extended as long as it's not like crazy money, like carry price money. That I think is where you, you you kind of part ways. But at least if it's like seven by five or something or seven and a half by five, I can live with that, right? That's not crazy for me. You will have to move at least one of these D contracts out, but hey, Hellebuck has been an awesome player, a Vesna winner, so I'd like to have him back. It did seem like he is the more likely of the two to sign between him and Shifley. I think Mark is still probably on the way out, but 
I'm not his agent and I'm not Mark Shifley. So I can't tell you what's going on in his mind other than what we've heard through the grapevine and speculation based on what we're seeing with him in press conferences and conferences and stuff. At least he said he's open to the idea of extending. So a lot of questions from all over, but like I said, the Jets are going to need that cap space no matter what. So let's hope they make some some smart moves, maybe move a couple of players out and try and get this roster in shape ahead of what could be one of the biggest uh, regular seasons in recent Jets history. Let me know how you're feeling about the cap situation. Are you comfortable with the Jets allotment? Do you think they need to make some moves to make things more efficient? Who would you trade or waive if you had your way? Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. As always, I thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe for more off-season coverage as we head into the regular season here in a couple of weeks. But like I said, again, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets, go.